This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Quote, never underestimate the power of dreams and the influence of the human spirit. We are all the same in this notion. The potential for greatness lives within each of us. Wilma Rudolph said it. We get things started. It's Friday. Buckle up. Couple guests. Courtney's here. Dominique's here. Let's do it. WSOY, now Decatur.com. This is the Eric Lee Show with Richland Community College's Courtney Carson, presented by Decatur Earthmover Credit Union. Left home a little bit ago, have nothing in small sizes, no cans or bottles of anything cold, not a lot of lemonade left in the jug. Take the whole jug. That's how I roll now. <laughs> That's how you roll. How you doing? Happy Friday to you, man. Hey, happy Friday. We made it to the end of a week. Yes, yes. Eric Lee Show, Richard Community College's Courtney Carson in the house, presented, of course, by Earthmover Credit Union. Mm-hmm. We've gotten to Friday. Uh, going to have a, a, a couple pretty cool guests today, unique guests for sure to the show. We're going to talk to David Masiotra. Uh-huh. Or do we know for sure that's how you say his last name? We'll, we'll ask him. Fair enough. Yeah. Right, fair enough. Uh, it can't be many ways, right? I, I guess it could yeah. be a lot of ways. Uh, Masiotra. <laughs> and, uh, you, you might not even pronounce the, the S and the C and, or Machiotra. Or mm-hmm. But he is an author, and uh, he's the author of the book, I Am Somebody, Why Jesse Jackson Matters. I, mm-hmm. I didn't look through it as much as you did. I read the I, – I, I had to read the thing, and yeah. I did. And, man, I was finding out so many f- uh, phenomenal truths. Yeah. About uh, Reverend Jackson, man. So he wrote a really in-depth, intrusive book, man. Yeah, and you're mentioned in there as well. Have you met the author? Yes. Okay. Yep. I couldn't remember yep. if you had or not. Yep, for sure. Uh, but we're going to talk to him about at 4 o'clock, top of the second hour, and uh, maybe it's a book you're interested in. I started watching uh, some old Saturday Night Lives because, you know, as I told you with Yellowstone, I've got the Peacock app. Uh-huh. Now, they're also available on... I don't know. I've watched some old Saturday Night Lives on different streaming services, mm-hmm. but Peacock is definitely one of them. And uh, and I found one where Daryl Hammond does Jesse Jackson, <laughs> and he 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 dresses with with uh, you know Daryl Hammond's a white guy, uh-huh. and he sounds a lot like Jesse Jackson, uh-huh. and he has absolutely has makeup on to make him look darker. I, I've never heard any feedback on this one, but you know you've, you've got you've got old comedians coming back, like even. Jimmy Fallon did a Chris Rock bit, who mm-hmm. was a coworker at the time. You know, you know, he was also on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, but but we're finding the the inappropriateness of that. But in the world of comedy, I think it's also a little different. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> did man. he sound like him? he sounded pretty? Daryl Hammond's is Courtney? one of the is one of the better ones of all time. But yeah. Courtney, Courtney, <laughs> Courtney, keep yeah. hope alive. <laughs> this this was twenty years ago, so it was, uh-huh. it was, a, it was a younger younger Jesse. They did a lot of the. Uh, mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. Um, man, I wish I could do impressions. I can't, but you do a good Trump impression. <laughs> uh, I do. I, uh, I think I can't remember who said this. Byers might have said it. I do mm-hmm. an impression of people doing impressions of Trump. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's <laughs> yeah. like I've taken it from a comedy from right. because I watch a, a lot of Fallon and on TikTok I watch a mm-hmm. whole lot of uh, Frank Caliendo. Right. Right. And he's the one that really accentuates the face. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you do that real but, good. As long as you can say the word tremendous. <laughs> right. You also got to do this with your hands. So that's what I'm saying. When you, the way you just accentuated <laughs> the face, just, I, you went somewhere it's with that, man. Very tremendous. Yeah. yeah. But, I can't, I always try to mimic people. They, I, I'm terrible at it, man. It's horrible. I, horrible. I could, I, my worst one's probably Obama. Mm. I'm just so bad at it. Mm-hmm. I, I hear it in my head and I can't. Well, uh, America? <laughs> just can't get it to come I out. I want to get through this. I got it. I don't know how to work on them. Obama out. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Kelly Cal, on TikTok will tell you the face will bring out the voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's like, I can't really talk like De Niro until I. Make the De Niro face. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Wish I could do. Wish I could do more. Some of them are. Well, Bush, I'll just say six words. Like, mm-hmm. Texas, America. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I, I. Last night we had a teacher's a uh, parent teacher conference. This, and this sounds good, dude. The teacher, <laughs> our teachers, the teachers of my children are so great. Oh, they are good. phenomenal, man. Like they, they, they encourage me as a parent. My wife and I, as parents, they encourage us so well. We're like sweating bullets going into the <laughs> teacher uh, parent teacher conference, and it, it was, of course, via Zoom. And it was like they just so well. So shout out to uh, Sister Bryce and Sarah Pritz, man. They. That's some phenomenal oh, teachers. Oh, Sarah Pritch has one of yours? Yeah, she's one of our teachers. And like, you know, you kind of, because how my kids act at home, I'm like, yo, these teachers <laughs> probably pulling their hair out, man, dealing with my children. But they are, they own, they, they, they doing real good with my babies, man. And then when I was talking to Sarah yesterday, she made me feel so good about how we're parenting or teaching at home. And it was like, oh, he is getting it. She said, yeah, he's getting it. I'm like, oh, okay, because <laughs> I got to strangle him to get it. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, yeah. man, so shout out to, the, to to my children's teachers. I know so many other parents probably feel the same way, man. But I just wanted to say that, man. And this was you know, just end of, uh, are we at the end of, uh, is this midterms or something? Yeah, yeah. It's been a lot of talking. It's been a lot of stuff. You know, I don't take that type of stuff home. Mm-hmm. I just, when I'm home, man, I'm, I'm a father. You know what I'm saying? And, um. And so when I was on the Zoom call and I was like, hey, I know there's been a lot of talking, but let's kind of, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm a father first yeah. man, before us being the vice president of the school board. But, you know, we got Do the kids even understand what you are. No. Yeah, I was saying. <laughs> no, they don't get it. Because i got to be honest, I'm 41. I'm not 100% sure I know what you do on the school board. <laughs> I, know, I know of things that you are responsible for. But, yeah. But uh, there's a lot of people clearly when they sound off that have absolutely no idea what you don't do. Right, exactly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and they have no clearly no idea uh, what I what I what I do. You as, as well. a board, you know, yeah, not just yeah. you as a person. But when I'm home, I just don't take that stuff to the house. You know what I'm saying? This is probably it. Probably comes down on you because you are so involved. Mm-hmm. Like you'll go. Like I was asked by a business owner, mm-hmm. and they said, "This might be crazy." Mm-hmm. And I'm not even, I don't even know for sure if he was serious. He said, I've got a young man that is, that, that has broken my door out. He's never stolen anything from my business. Mm-hmm. He's just jacked around in there. We don't have cameras. We got cameras on. He's just a young man. I don't want him arrested. I just want him to stop. Mm-hmm. And I feel like your co-host could talk to him. And I think I've talked, told you this mm-hmm. before. And I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, he would. Yeah. Definitely. If we could, uh, if we could identify who that young man was, whether he knew him or not, but somebody identified him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. would try to put a young man on the street yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, we haven't gotten any further with identifying mm-hmm. him or anything, but, but I mean, he's, you know, he's getting his own 
camera equipment. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. he's got to do all this and spend a lot of money out of pocket. But he's he's like, I don't care. I don't want even. He's a young guy. We were all idiots when we were young. <laughs> right, right. I don't definitely. know why he's breaking into a place like he owns. Now, uh-huh. is there valuable stuff in every business? Absolutely, but most definitely. But you, the the business that this guy owns, if he went and tried to sell this stuff, he probably would get caught pretty quick, <laughs> right. Right, just because of what it is. I mean, so great. he's breaking in and not stealing anything. You know, one time he just kind of busted out windows and then he did it again. Uh-huh. I think I, I don't have the exact story, you know, down, mm-hmm. but. Uh, He's like, I just want this young guy to stop. I feel like that's the kind of guy because he's been yeah, listening to us. Yeah, like, most definitely because it's, he's more than bored. It's, it's almost a cry out. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. crying out. So, yeah, I would definitely talk to that kid. Yeah, man. you know, if we found a way, you're probably a 12-year-old or something. Yeah, said, you know, for sure. But I think because there, there's somebody that doesn't know you at all. Mm-hmm. They thought... So they think you could fix everything. <laughs> People think so, so now you're on the school board. So that means anything school-related, Courtney can fix it. Courtney will try to fix it. And probably not just you. I think there's very active members on the school board. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you're, sure. you're kind of uh, doomed by your own exuberance mm. or doomed by your own, mm. uh, you know, out, out – uh, outgoingness mm-hmm. does that, that make sense yeah most definitely yeah yeah for sure it's like you try to get you try to help one thing and then everybody gets mad about something linked to that that you had nothing to do with <laughs> that i had nothing to do with. assume you're the fixer in life <laughs> right like, yeah and then the stuff that's being done don't get talked about and i'm like well they, that's true they yeah. missed that part because we don't yeah. know you did it <laughs> right because i don't just bl- you know what i'm saying yeah. i'm not the one saying hey this is what i did no i'm having a lot of problems at home with my wife i wish courtney would <laughs> Get to work on fixing our marriage. Clearly cares about people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, that might be it. Just yeah. keep keep being you. And amen. Uh, if you're a little lazier like me, you don't get a lot of beef. <laughs> <laughs> or you get a you if eat a lot of beef. No, I'm just you joking. also eat a lot of beef. <laughs> like pretty much only beef. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're like, oh, that guy's not gonna do anything. <laughs> just gonna go jabber jawed football games yeah he's maxed out already <laughs> but super shout out to those teachers because they made me feel <laughs> so good after that parent teacher conference man <laughs> you, know, you know because sometimes the person that's always doing the encouragement needs something are doing the encouraging needs some encouragement sure and they gave my wife and i so much encouragement on yesterday we felt good about ourselves so we went running you know no, that is not <laughs> we do not think the same <laughs> i'd be like I feel like a dozen donuts are in order. <laughs> oh, yeah, for the kids? No. <laughs> Let's roll out. Roll out. Roll out. Roll out. Country Financial Agents Jeff Ludwig, Zach Young, Zach Ludwig. Country Financial Insurance. Give Zach and Jeff a call up north. Zach Young, that is, up north. In Forsyth, uh, if you just get a quote and don't actually, uh, don't actually even join country, they trust their product so much. Just for getting a quote, they're going to give you a $25 gift certificate to the, to Texas Roadhouse. Yeah. I almost said the Texas Roadhouse like a 60 year old. To Texas Roadhouse. The steakhouse up north, if you didn't know. Uh, also, they're doing a, a secondary com- contest. Uh, if you get a quote on any kind of life insurance or updating your own that you might already have with them, you go into a drawing that's about 30 agents wide here in central Illinois. Uh, somebody's going to win a trip to Maui or Paris. Why the heck wouldn't you? Give them a call, 877-2830, get things started. Country Financial Insurance Agencies with the rollout. We start <sighs> COVID numbers. The Illinois Department of Public Health announced 4,554 new cases of COVID today. 38 more have passed, and uh, it's getting worse. 
friends. It's getting worse. The numbers are getting worse. You can tell me it's because we're testing more. We've 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 reached that. We've surpassed that whole we're testing more conversation. There are tests everywhere. People are getting tested. Mm-hmm. People aren't just getting tested to get tested at a, at an all time high right now. Mm. That's been happening for enough time. I think we're at a level of people being tested that are probably going to test negative. I think we've reached the peak of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we've reached it's getting pretty real. You know, and and you know the, the peak of that getting tested just to get tested, so a bunch of them are going to have it. This, this, this is just not going any better. I'm not blaming anybody. This is right. just what this thing does. Right. But how real does it have to be before people understand that it's real? Like, I, I got to be honest. I think some. I think the people that that comment, the laughing faces uh, about the mayor getting it, and you know, the, that was I, I think that was painful. I, I think those people. I think mm-hmm. that group is is shrinking. Right. Uh, okay. Good. They yeah. need to shrink. Yes. Absolutely. They I, need I, to come to. They need to come to Christ. They yeah. need to. Pray, repent for doing that. That was horrible. Uh, yeah, me, just bad people. Yeah, just, just, just bad taste. And no matter what you agree with somebody, and the same said for the president when he got it. Um, Thirty-eight uh, have passed away just in the last twenty-four hours uh, with mm-hmm. COVID. Now, again, when I always say with COVID, because it's thirty-eight people have died with COVID, mm-hmm. um, and I just want to continue to stress why I say say it that way every day. You, you likely. Had you know, a lot of people were were on the way to passing anyway with mm-hmm. different diseases. But right. Th- but that is exactly what they told us at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, that 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 people maybe with cancer, if they get this, it's it, it's gonna it's it's gonna enhance and speed up the process, unfortunately. But there are also people who aren't sick at all, mm-hmm. who are just old. Right. You know, and, and they might they might have years of living left. Mm-hmm. That we you know nobody no, nobody no person knows just exactly how long our until our, our, our final day. Uh-oh, you're uh, preaching now. Come no, on, keep going. Keep going. No. Nobody knows. Keep going. No, Talk to no me. No human knows. Well. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right, though. But, but we, you know, but, but still, people are dying that weren't sick at mm-hmm. the beginning. And, yeah, a lot of those people are older or they're, they're compromised. And those are the people that you have to have some compassion for wearing the mask mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to wear it for you. You don't have to care about you can want your kid to to go get their seventh grade softball season and mm-hmm. you know whatever you know you, you can you can still think all those things but just have a little compassion that there are people and i'm not saying it's every single one of them i'm not saying it's half of them because i don't know how many it is but i know two people whose dads were not sick that got right. COVID and died right. so they were just older and it is it is horrible and it and it shocks a family and you don't see it coming and you have no time to prepare it is uh it is it is real enough okay <laughs> i'll i'll give you that 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 the freak out maybe maybe you know i don't know i don't know if i don't know if you, you can trust and believe absolutely everything you've heard i don't think i i'll never trust and believe everything i hear from mm-hmm. from any from any story that's brand new because nobody knows yet but it is proving that these numbers are legit these these numbers are at least uh there there's truth in numbers all right uh in addition, Macon County, we're back on the warning level. In fact, we have a news running that we came off the warning level, but we are now back on it. Mm. Um, 34 counties in Illinois are considered to be at a warning level for COVID-19, Macon County, one of the additions of the list. After being removed from it last week, the other 33 counties, oh, I'm not going to read them all. Uh, although the reasons for counties reaching a warning level vary, some of the common factors for an increase uh, in cases and outbreaks are associated with gatherings and homes, weddings, funerals, bars, clubs, university, college parties, college sports teams, family, you know, whatever. We know we we know how you get it, okay? Uh, new cases per 100,000 people. If there are more than 50 new cases per 100,000 people in the county, this will trigger you on a warning. The number of deaths, which is not the issue in Macon County, at least for the last week. Weekly test positivity, which is where I think we're getting it. The metric indicates a warning when the seven-day test positivity rate rises above 8%. 
ICU availability, which I don't believe we've reached that. Maybe maybe we're close. Um, weekly emergency department visits, weekly hospital admissions, tests, and clusters. There's a lot more information on this. If you want to head to nowdicator.com and check it out as we open up with the rollout. Milliken is hosting a ribbon cutting for their new Center for Theater and Dance. Uh, it will be tomorrow, which is Saturday, at 10 a.m. Ceremony will be held at the Arrival Court located behind Schilling Hall. Speakers will include the President, Dr. Jim Reynolds, Dr. Stephen Huss, the Board of Trustees Emeritus. Am I saying that word right? Emeritus? E-M-E-R-I-T-U-S, Emeritus? I feel like I've never said that word out loud in my life. Mm-hmm. Emeritus? It, you're just saying it with an accent. Emeritus. <laughs> Emeritus. 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 Right. And Mary Black, the director of the uh, School of Theater and Dance. So the, the ground is broken on May 18th of eighteen. The location is centralized for creativity to be cultivated, fostered, and displayed. It will provide a new venue for Millican Performing Arts. It's a $29 million project. features a 260-seat flexible theater, which includes an orchestra pit, balcony, tech gallery, uh, with a tension wire grid, if you know what all those things mean. The new building also features lighting and sound labs, a costume studio, a costume classroom, collaboration spaces, offices, and support facilities for current staff with room for growth. So uh, more info on that, but uh, probably uh, a lot more info coming out about that on the Millican website tomorrow after the ribbon cutting. Unfortunately, um, we don't really get to celebrate <laughs> anything yet. We owe no shows. We can't go to any shows at the school theater. Now. <laughs> school isn't doing, but at, at least that and the Millican baseball field and the water park here in Decatur are things we are just apparently never going to get to enjoy because it's going to be weather or. <laughs> but it looks good, right? <laughs> they all look amazing. And but it uh, looks good. They look fantastic. Mm-hmm. They look tremendous. <laughs> uh, also at NaddyCater.com, I've been posting two football, with the exception of uh, Food Drive Friday, I've been posting two football games and counting down to the number one, the number one of our greatest 20 games on ESPN Decatur, which is really the number one game that I still have recorded and the audio is good enough since mm-hmm. 2012. We don't have anything saved since mm. prior to 2012. Uh, we also lost the state championship game that Moreau won in 2012. It was never recorded, unfortunately. Um, so that's not on the list, but we are, we, today we, uh, we launched the number eight game and the number seven game. And the number eight game was the first ever Central State eight MacArthur game in 2014. Uh, I, I believe Nate Shepard moved to offensive coordinator that game and we, we didn't know what was going on with quarterback. There were a mm. couple oppor- there were a couple options. And we get there for the game. It's at Stephen Decatur. Mm-hmm. We're still doing the schools at this time. MacArthur has moved into Stephen Decatur at that point in 2014. And Sean Bates comes out at quarterback. And for the next two years was one of the most uh, electrifying players I've ever covered. Really? And uh, and they won that game. They beat Chatham Glenwood, picked to finish third in the conference that year. MacArthur beat him heads up in week one in overtime. So you can click on the link and go listen to that game. Or game number seven. We got to the quarterfinals in 2017. That was, uh, that was when the year after Jack Hockaday graduated, Ian Benner became the starting quarterback as a sophomore. Mm. And they're down 16 to nothing at halftime. Any of the close Moroa games, this is just true. Mm-hmm. Any of the close Moroa games on our list, they played terrible. Mm. Because when they played well, they beat teams by 42 points. And that's not going on our list. Nobody wants to listen to a 42 point blowout. Blow they, right. they had a lot of those when we've gone to watch them. Uh, but this game they played terrible until the second half. The defense buckled down and pitched a shutout in the second half. DeAndre Gregory scored three touchdowns, including one late to to put him over the top. Uh, it was a fun <laughs> team to cover, and even more fun. T Mac was at Millican was playing Wesley in that day mm-hmm. 
for a, still a shot at the conference championship and a shot at postseason football. So T-Mac went with Brett Zerfowski to the Milliken game. And Jeff Rounds went with me to Warsaw, Illinois, middle of almost nowhere. But mm. thankfully we had enough of a signal to get the game broadcast. And uh, it was it was Hamilton, Illinois, Warsaw, Illinois. Are you saying Warsaw or worse off? Warsaw. Worse off. Like, this, like the town in Poland. <laughs> Which I think was the first town invaded to start a world war by the Germans. They were worse off. They were worse off after, anyway. <laughs> Warsaw, Illinois. Also Warsaw, Illinois. Il- uh, Stephen Decatur beat them my senior year. They went to a holiday tournament. They were signed up four way ahead of time. They ended up playing a lot of two A schools, and they were Stephen Decatur's a three A school. Mm-hmm. So they played Warsaw. Mm. And I remember thinking, well, that, was, that team is going to have no idea what's coming after that. Right, it's like a right. fifty point demolishing. And uh, it was a. Uh, the first time I'd ever heard of him. Well, we went to Warsaw for this game, and when you when you run into a team like in the quarterfinals of the postseason of small school football, and they're not always there, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's not fun to go to a Moroa game, but we know everybody there. Mm-hmm. When we go on the road to a team that's not usually there, it is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. They decorate the whole town. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then you're in the home press box, so you kind of experience all the things that they're, they're going through, too. Mm-hmm. It was a really good game, but also mm-hmm. they were heartbroken at the mm-hmm. end because they had a couple tosses. You know, they, they were driving to try to win the game after Moroa took the lead with a minute and a half left, I believe. So, mm. so you can go check out, uh, you can go check out those games at nowdicator.com. Uh, and they are, uh, we'll, we got the top six left and I, almost every school, almost all of the t- schools that have had big games in the last eight years have at least one more game left. I don't, I don't know if there's any more Argena or Warrensburg games. The, and, and the most exciting football game that you've covered. Well, I would give away number one. So, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got you. Got I'll, you. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. There, there have been, there have been five or six great, you know, these were good games, but the top six are all really doggone good. Okay. Gotcha. And it includes a Moroa Tuscola semifinal mm-hmm. game to go to state. It includes, mm-hmm. uh, this incredible comeback, Warrensburg Latham mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, uh, our general Oriana game that we had a few years ago. It's Mount Zion MacArthur last year. Mm. It, it, there were, there's, uh, there's some great games on there. We gotta get a break, but first, three day weather forecast. Courtney's gonna take us into the break, and uh, when we come back, we're gonna talk to Tim Sinclair. He's a public address announcer for the Bears. Hey, so plus he's done many other things. We'll catch up with him right now. Three day weather forecast. Courtney, how's it look out there? Well, today is sunny with a high near sixty. Winds could gust as high as thirty one miles per hour. Friday night, areas of frost overnight. Otherwise, mostly clear with a low around 35. On Saturday, mostly sunny with a high near 68. Winds could gust as high as 44 miles per hour. And then on Sunday, a 50% chance of showers, mostly cloudy with a high near 58. This is your WSOI three-day forecast with your boy, the Rev. Courtney Carson. Stay blessed and productive. Keep hope alive and stay healthy. When you hear paid for by friends of Sushir, that means paid for by Mike Madigan. You see, Sushir has taken almost a million dollars from Mike Madigan over the last eight years. In fact, almost all of Sushir's support comes from Madigan and his allies. A vote for Sushir is a vote to keep Madigan in power. We cannot afford this corruption anymore. Don't let Mike Madigan buy this seat again. 
Hi, I'm Charlie McGorry, retired Decatur firefighter, military veteran, former small business owner, and a lifelong resident of Macon County. I remember when Illinois thrived as a state, touting its agriculture, workers, businesses, and more. The last eight years have been particularly tough, though, under Sue Shearer, Mike Madigan, and the Chicago Machine. We need to get serious about solving our budget crisis, protecting our small businesses, growing jobs, and fixing ethics in our state government. I'm asking for your vote for me, Charlie McGorry, on November 3rd. Paid for by friends of Charlie McGorry. You've heard of United Way, but do you know the impact they have on our community? Find out more about the United Way and why your involvement is so important. Every Thursday at 8.30 a.m. on Buyers and Company with the United Way update. The United Way of Decatur and Mid-Illinois is working for a community in which everyone has the opportunity to be self-sufficient, whether that be ensuring that no family goes hungry, a child succeeds in school, or emergency and crisis assistance is always available. Listen to the United Way update every Thursday, presented by Tate & Lyle. Improving lives for generations. KC is best known for its barbecue and the city of fountains. Well, KC is bringing that famous barbecue smoke taste to your city at the all-new Kansas City Barbecue Pit. If you're hungry, it's time for a switch. Check out Kansas City's Barbecue Pit. If you're hungry, it's time for a switch. Check out Kansas City's Barbecue Pit. Come on down to Kansas City Barbecue Pit at 2645 North Oakland Ave. A full menu of what KC's famous for. Barbecue ribs, rib tips, brisket, pork, chicken, turkey, Polish, smoked taters, baked beans, potato salad, coleslaw. They even got desserts. Check out $7 all-in meal specials. Seafood Saturday, Jerk Fridays. Open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Sunday, 12 to 5. For info, call in orders, call 217-220-6090. Ooh, we gotta get it. Yeah! Spending time on your computer or cell phone can lead to eye strain and fatigue. Upgrading your glasses could help. At Gailey Eye Clinic's Optical Boutique, we offer anti-fatigue and blue light filtering lenses specially designed to reduce daily eye strain from computer screens, cell phones, tablets, and fluorescent lights. Whether you've had a long work day or are just scrolling through your phone, these special lenses guard against eye strain and headaches. Learn more at GaileyEyeClinic.com. Daily Eye Clinic, focused on you. Boo at the Zoo, presented by Xfinity, is back. This family favorite tradition at Decatur Scoville Zoo will look a bit different due to COVID-19 requirements. No more waiting in that long line. The zoo is requiring reservations to help ensure a safe and healthy environment for all. Guests can go online to scovillezoo.com to make a reservation. The cost is $5.50 when collecting treats, $4.50 if you're not collecting treats, and kids under two are free if not collecting treats. Visit scovillezoo.com to reserve your spot at this year's Boo at the Zoo. When you talk about tires, you're talking about numbers, tire size, speed rating, load index, air pressure, and of course the price. But there's really only one number you need to know for tires. That's 877-5051, the phone number for Smith Tire Company. We're the area's only Michelin Alliance certified tire professionals. Just tell us what kind of vehicle you drive and we'll go over the numbers with you. When you have as much experience as we have at Smith Tire Company, we know what all the numbers mean and how they can affect your tire and service needs. And with quality tires from Michelin, VF Goodrich, and Uniroyal, we'll have a tire to fit your needs and budget. And for service needs, remember Smith Tire Company for oil changes, wheel alignment, air conditioner repair, brakes, shocks and struts, tire rotation, and tire repair. When you're driving on the highway or when the weather is bad, you deserve to have confidence in your tires and in your tire dealer. 
So see Smith Tire Company today at 2119 East Pershing Road or call us at 877-5051. That's the only number you'll need to know for tire. This is the Eric Lee Show on WSLY 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at NowDecatur.com. Chicago Bears. Welcome back, Eric Lee Show, Richard Community College's Courtney Carson. Yeah, yeah. Producers Dominique Smith. We are brought yeah, to you by yeah. Earth Mover Credit Union. <laughs> Heavy on the ear. <laughs> and if you're Courtney pronouncing it, you go Earth Earth Mover. <laughs> you said the same thing with a with an accent. Okay. <laughs> Emeritus, am I saying that right? Blue tomatoes. <laughs> For, I don't think it's Latin. I don't. I don't, I don't think it's Spanish. <laughs> oh man! Courtney just adds an accent with every like word. Go for it. <laughs> it's like I don't think it's that's how you say it, but you know we're starting saying it like like Jesse Jackson. <laughs> preachers make up preachers. This is what we do. Be emeritus. 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 Oh, man. Uh, 36 minutes and counting. This is going to be a cool conversation for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Chapman reached out and told us he, he knows this this uh, this guy named Tim Sinclair. And Tim has been a public address announcer, it looks like, for quite some time. Now, I, I want to make sure. A lot of people hear announcer. and, th- and they, So when I go to a football game and I call a football game, I'm the play-by-play broadcaster. Okay. The guy with me mm-hmm. uh, is T-Mac usually, Tony McLean, or Jeremy Moore for basketball. They're the color commentator. Okay. But when you go to a game and you hear the guy go, at guard, North Carolina. That's that guy. Uh, yeah, that's the public address announcer. Okay. And Tim is the public address announcer for the Chicago Bears. It's his first year there. He's worked with the Pacers, which means he's done some mm-hmm. bubble work in the NBA, which means right now on the professional level, uh-huh. I was a PA announcer in high school. Right. I did the JV games right. that you played on, but that was my second year. The first year I did girls basketball. Mm-hmm. Because I did the announcements and president, or president, principal U.S. Davidson said, we need, we need somebody to do the girls game. No, Ed mm-hmm. Bame, Ed Bame said, we need somebody to do the girls games. So I go to these girls games on Saturday mornings, 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Edgar, Leslie <laughs> Smith. <laughs> and the reaction that Tim is currently getting in Soldier Field and the, and the NBA bubble mm-hmm. is the same reaction I was getting. <laughs> Tim, does that sound about right? With the exception of the fake, the fake noise. What a weird time to be a PA guy. Yeah, I'm. I, it is about right to answer your first question. And I've said it's weird being a public address announcer with no public whatsoever to address. Oh, man, but it's it is funny. what it is. But I bet it's still nerve wracking. Uh, the the first Bears game you called. You know, uh, I something's wrong with me in that I don't get nervous. It doesn't bug you. Okay, okay. It doesn't. Um, the only time that happens is if I feel unprepared for something. Sure. To, to an extent, there's a little bit of that because you don't exactly know how it's going to go down with no fans in a, you know, an arena that seats 60,000 or whatever. But, um, man, it's it will never not be cool <laughs> to, uh, me sure, to sure. walk in there no matter how many people are there. And um, I, I'm really honored to have oh. you. When I started doing those girls basketball games on Saturday mornings, I thought I was—I I thought it was the coolest thing I'd, I'd ever do. Mm-hmm. Even though just three moms were clapping when I <laughs> announced the game, like I was announcing the Bulls in '96. Right. Uh, how did now? By the way, you still work for WCIA. I did a little bit of homework. You, you are, you're a TV guy. 
Well, I am now. I, that's not really how it started. Okay. But, uh, a couple of years ago, they called and said, hey, do you want to host a, a lifestyle TV show? And I said, uh, do I have to wear a tie or shave? They <laughs> said no and no. And wow. I said, great, I'll be there. <laughs> it must be nice to, to have a face for television. Uh, you, you don't have to hear the same joke <laughs> from every pretend hey, spent, 80-year-old I man. I spent 20 years before that in radio, so <laughs> okay. I've, I've heard it on both sides you, of the coin. For you, sure. got the, uh, you got the upgraded face, though. It works out well for you. <laughs> he said the upgraded face. Where did this start? Did you, I mean, obviously you started by being a sports fan and you probably listen to these guys like, you know, probably everybody that, that, that got into some kind of business announcing. But, but, but where, where, where did you first say, you know what I want to do? I want to announce these guys' names. Cause, cause I did it in high school and I did the turkey tournament over here and I was like, well, that career's over. There's nothing else for me to, you know, mm. like, how did you, how did you make your way to the big, to the big steps? Well, it kind of happened by accident in that I'd been in radio for a long time, and you're right, was a sports fan. And uh, when, when Jim Shepard was leaving Illinois basketball yeah. 12 yeah. years ago or so, someone said, hey, you should apply for, for that job. You know, Illinois is looking for new announcers. And so I sent in a tape, but it was kind of late, and they had already had their eyes on Mike Cation. And, and so yeah. I, I didn't hear back from them for like a year. Um thought that eh, well it was nice nice try yeah they said you want to come do a baseball game about a year later i'm like oh, sure why not and i think i think i was pretty terrible quite honestly but it was <laughs> fun um and the next fall they asked me to do a couple other sports and then all of a sudden that that train started going and and every season it felt like i got another opportunity or two and then all of a sudden um you start getting chances to do professional events and these last two years have just been absolutely crazy, and I uh, couldn't be more thankful. So did Illinois link you to the Pacers? Not directly. Okay. Uh, I happen to see they were looking for somebody. So you've applied. Um, you've sent stuff out pretty much every correct. time. You've got yourself in the correct. door. Yeah, that's right. that's great. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, it's um, – most there aren't too many people who do it full-time. I'm not quite full-time yet, but sure. I'm close. And um, so you gotta you gotta look for them and then apply and and then usually the process is a long drawn out one but uh, it's it's proven to be at least a, a good one for me in most cases. So you got to experience the NBA bubble. You just traveled with and did the what was considered Pacers home games, or did, did some other teams use you? Actually, uh, there were only four of us in the bubble total, oh. uh, and the the only I did every single team in the bubble except the Pacers. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> yeah, funny. So they tried to keep us certainly on because the goal was to make it sort of a home environment for whoever the actual home team was for that game. Yeah, they tried to keep us from rooting against our own team, okay. which was appreciated. Yeah, that's good. Um, and, and there just weren't too many opportunities because uh, the Pacers were, were done pretty quickly um, to, to do more. So I did uh, literally every single team in the bubble, a lot of them numerous times, but I did not get to work a Pacers game. Does, does something tingle in you when you say it, like a LeBron James or a James Harden? Yeah, it's it's different. It's a big Certainly deal. when they're the home team. Like, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I had Lakers as the home team a couple of times, and so LeBron did his – Big chalk clap. Literally, <laughs> the chalk fell on my head. Oh, uh, wow. It was right in front of me. So, like, th- that, that is kind of fun and something I won't forget. Right. So, how do you feel when the chalk hits you? Are you like, man, you could scoot over, but are. Uh... No, rain me in that chalk once or twice before I'm getting upset about it. For the experience, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I'm just trying not to breathe it in because it uh, dries out your voice pretty quick. Good mm. point. Great point. Yeah. I like your quote. Now I get to be a fan with a microphone. That's kind of cool. 
That's a yeah, good I mean, that's really what it is. You know, they, they always say in press row or whatever, there's no cheering in the press box, all that kind of stuff. But I'm the one where, where that's not true for. My, my job is to sort of reflect what the crowd is or should be feeling. At least that's sort of the, the MO I go in with. And so I have to have the microphone, and whether it's me reacting to them or them reacting to me, I think it's a bit of a symbiotic relationship that uh, <laughs> ideally works well for all of us. I, I only know this on the high school level, but it is cool because you do have power. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you know, I DJ a lot of weddings, so you, when, when you have the <laughs> loudest voice in the room, you have you have some power. Right. Uh, and, and like on senior nights. It is really cool when that mm-hmm. guy checks out for the last time to basically announce him off the floor the way you announce mm-hmm. him on. Do you, Tim, do you, do you try to take advantage of those opportunities? Yeah, I've often said, you know, I, I want to read the room and yeah. sort of be the right person or, or do the right thing in the right moment. And so to me, you know, a three-point shot in the first quarter may have the same words, but it's not going to have the same energy and inflection as it would in a tight game in the end of the fourth. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I don't ever want to be that PA guy who's, you know, always turned up to 11 um, and it's just Johnson. the same all the way through. <laughs> if, Gus, if, so, Gus, right. if Gus Johnson did it, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, and I think, I think there's something to be said. So when, when you say that, yeah, if it's the guy's last time, um, you, you do an Illinois basketball senior night, I think of, uh, you know, Malcolm Hill being probably the, the one recently that was the biggest um, yeah. at, at Illinois, that that was a cool moment. And that's one of those where I've got to try to sound professional, but also know that I've got I've got tears in my eyes, too, because I've watched mm-hmm. this kid grow up for four years. So it, it's a really a fun a fun process. When, when you can get people to to give a standing ovation from the words you say, because mm. it's not, and it's not you, you have no, yeah. you, you didn't do anything to, to, to require the respect for the person they're admiring. But when you know it's like, yeah, I got him to do that. You know, it's just because cause I pointed it out. You know, mm-hmm. there's and I did it on the high school level. I couldn't mm-hmm. imagine doing mm-hmm. it in an arena. Uh, that would be pretty awesome. What uh, last bubble question? I think uh, what, what was the what was the best game you called? Did you call any any of the memorable buzzer beaters or anything? Uh, yeah, I had, well, we had several, my first two actual games both went into overtime on the first day. I had two overtime games. I think there were like 597 combined points between those two games. Oh, so a Suns so, game. Um, <laughs> uh, and then we had, um, there was a Lakers buzzer beater, and I don't even remember which game it was at this point that uh, that I called that was kind of fun. So uh, it, it's hard to go wrong. They were all interesting in their own ways. Were you there through the, the finals? The OT games. What, 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 I'm sorry? Were you there through the finals? You know, I wasn't. Uh, they asked me to stay. It was a longer story than we have time for. They they asked me to come the whole time, and I, at that point, didn't know if I had the Bears job or not. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that makes and sense. And so I had to tell them, I can stay till this date, and then once we get in, I can let you know. Uh, by that time, the WNBA called and asked if I could work four or five weeks in their bubble, and that happened to fit in the schedule. So I did the NBA bubble, then I did the WNBA bubble, and I got back literally just in time to go do the first Bears game. Gotcha. Um, Are girls more aggressive on the basketball court than guys? I just had to ask that question. Um, I wouldn't say they're more aggressive necessarily. No way. Um, (laughs) Although, uh, like Tarasi, I'm not going to mess with her. No. She would take you out, no questions asked, every time. Um, she's kind of like an assassin, man. She she plays with everything she's got. It was fun to watch her. That's awesome. Were you there for their finals? 
Uh, I was not. Again, I had to be back okay, for, so I uh, for remember the Bears, when it ended. so yeah, I it just didn't work out. But yeah, uh, they would have had me if I could have stayed. I guess we are on week six. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, so so the Bears job comes around and and empty stadium for the most part. Is there anybody at these Bears games? Is family there? Is there, uh, there are, I mean, there may be a couple people in suites from, from a family perspective. I honestly... Uh, have not seen a soul other than <laughs> um, employees and you know security and people who who have to be there. So obviously yeah. ownership is in a suite, but um, beyond Kill. that, I have not seen a single person. Kills a little bit of the hype of the job in your first year. It's like okay, <laughs> right, 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 you're, right. It's a year of practice in some ways. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, I mean it, it's going to be a cool gig regardless. But I, we cannot wait, obviously, to uh, have that place packed again. Do you think football players listen to you? I guarantee NBA players are listening. Basketball mm-hmm. players listen to you. I mm-hmm. mean, um, but but football players, do you think they're listening? If you say somebody's uh, name wrong, are they going to come find you? <laughs> Certainly, in an empty arena, they pay attention. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, my first week, uh, because and you know they everybody has their own rules about how loud things can be and okay. when you can talk and when you can't. Um, but uh, team, the team was saying, hey, we want to hear more of that guy. So I guess that's a good thing. I oh, guess cool. I'm yeah. saying we want to hear less. Nice. That's cool. Um, so yeah. they do pay attention a little bit. That's neat. What, what's your what's your three-pointer call? Do you have your own? Like the home team hits a big one. Mm-hmm. What's your call? Yeah, I've always done three points, then the name of the team, and then the name of the person. Okay. So for Illinois, for example, it's three points. Illinois, Trent Frazier, whoever. Yeah. Uh, same thing with the Pacers, the three-point Pacers, Victor Oladipo. Uh, there's, there's, you know, a good thing and a bad thing about using the exact same call. The obvious bad thing is that if you forget which arena you're in um, and you say the wrong, <laughs> the wrong team, um, that's the likelihood that you'll be embarrassed. But otherwise, it works out really well. Or even more complicated, you're in the same arena you've been in for months, uh, but you don't right. know which team's the home team. Yeah. Oh wait, am I supposed well, to be excited for this show? That's how the bubble was. Yeah, yeah, because we had to be a, a fan of whoever was was home, and that was really hard. Yeah, you got, boy, you guys got to circle that team. Okay, today I love the Nuggets. Doug on it. I'm a yep. huge. Denver I would guy. always put my roster on the same side in front of me. The home was always left. Visitors were always right, so Absolutely. that I knew, you know, whatever side I was looking at, that's the one I had. But it was it was still not an easy process. What's your touchdown call? Uh, so for the Bears, I do touch down. Bears, and I do the same thing with first down, although it's not quite as excited. As yeah, the first yeah. down, Bears. And then, uh, you know, everybody in, in the NFL, they want the defense uh, when you're at third down, everybody to be loud. So there's, they've tried to do across the league, you hear the it's third, and they go on forever and ever and ever. Um, gotcha. I do, I turn um, bear down, it's third down, oh. our third down when we're on defense. So. Mm. There you go. Um, that's kind of my thing, and cool. uh, so far everybody in the stands likes it. Uh, what's your favorite? One hundred percent of the people in the stands, nobody, not one complaint. <laughs> right. What's your favorite exactly. thing to say? Oh man, uh, you know it depends on the on the sport, I suppose. But obviously, you know, with with the Bears, when there's a touchdown, that's a big deal in the NFL. So yeah. um, we're always extra happy about that, and. Uh, Sacked by Mac and the Chicago Bears, you know, yeah. whenever mm-hmm. Khalil gets the, that's kind of fun. Um, but 
any, anytime something good happens, man, I'm I'm a happy guy. What's your what do you do you have a favorite? I still remember a name from the mm-hmm. turkey tournament from 20 years ago that I loved saying, and he was just a guy that scored eight points a game, mm-hmm. but he had the greatest name ever. Do you do you, do you remember your the favorite name? You've got you probably got to say Antetokounmpo and stuff like that. The more oh, yeah. the more syllables, the better, right? Yeah, and more consonants, the better. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, Antetokounmpo is one of them for sure. Uh, there was a guy who played soccer for the Chicago Fire. I still do their stuff. His name was Kennedy Igbo Ananike. Oh, awesome! Which was a lot of fun. Um, and when he scored, so that, that was that was cool. Uh, there's a women's basketball player for Illinois right now whose name is Nancy Panayotopoulou. Oh yeah, which um, that's that's kind of a mouthful. So Man, say, uh, there's there's always one or two a season. Say that with some energy, real quick. I want to I kind of want to <laughs> feel that. <laughs> so it'd have to be. Uh, Nancy Panayatopoulou. That's awesome. <laughs> I I did the it's nothing but emceeing uh, the first hole, the leadoff hole of our of our women's golf tournament that mm-hmm. was here for so long. I got to do that for about a decade, and all the Hawaiian names, all the Asian names. Uh-huh. Uh, and there's nothing worse than somebody saying, "You can just call me this." It's like that is not that is not it. That is uh-huh. not your name. I want to say your real name. Right. Normal community had a basketball player named Ikshike Nakwe, and mm-hmm. there's a bunch of K's and W's mm-hmm. in there. It's an African based sure. name. And I went up to ask the coach, how do you say this first name? And he said, you can just call him IK. And the kid was standing there. I, I go, does everybody call you IK? He goes, yeah, nobody knows how to say my name. I go, well, how do you say it? He goes, Ikshike. I'm like, well, that's really easy. Mm-hmm. You just listen yeah, to somebody say it. So yeah. when I said that starting lineups, I said his name, and he looked at me and smiled. And I was like, I'm going to yeah. say this kid's whole name the whole right, night. He wants right. to hear his name. It's oh, yeah. a man's name. That's so, his name. Adenola Adeniji was my favorite name I've ever got to say. Adenola. Oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah. yeah. Adenola Adeniji. And he never scored much. <laughs> but, but he was a little quick, dude. And, and he would get in. I think he might have played with Sean Livingston. I think he might have mm. been on that Peoria Central team. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he would maybe sneak in, get a layup, and mm-hmm. I would say his name. He would be well past mm-hmm. the, the three, mm-hmm. the mid the half court line before I'd be done saying his name. I'm jealous, man. I, it's I, stuff's I, fun to do. And, and I ain't never got to say nobody's name. I'm like super that, jealous you know? of Tim. I had to say your name thousand times <laughs> courtney played jv basketball when i was making my way up there at the start so. yeah tim, oh, nice. yeah tim this is this is cool is this something you want to do for the rest of your life you, you want to when you re, when you're a 60 year old man you're still calling the bears uh yeah oh for sure i mean you know the guy before me had it for 38 years and so i knew if i didn't get it now i probably wasn't going to get it um so you know my goal is to to do this as often and as long as possible and if I can do it in a, a full-time capacity or close to a full-time capacity, it, it's it's what I'm good at. I don't bring much to the table, but I can do this, so uh, I'm all for it. <laughs> so, so you you are the official voice of the Bears. Are you the official voice of the Pacers right now? Is that is that a, is that right? Yes. And yep. and the Fire. Correct. Uh, anything else? Am I missing anything? Uh, Illinois basketball, men's and women's. Okay, and, so you're, um, you're still able guess, to do those. I guess that's about it. What happens when Illinois and the Pacers play on the same day? Which Who takes precedence? Probably the Pacers? Yeah, yeah, good guess. It yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> the pro team. They pay more. They have to, right? <laughs> <laughs> it helps. Yeah. How, you obviously have to be real careful with COVID here. Everybody's kind of okay with you. Yeah, obviously, the bubble, you had to live in the bubble. But with the Bears, I mean, do, do, you, do you have to take a test every time you get there? Um, they have some protocol we've got to run through when we get to um the arena and they have or the stadium and they have you know temperatures and questionnaires and all sorts of things i'm also getting tested twice a week just to make sure Oh, okay um so uh but yeah in the bubble obviously i was being tested every single day and 
so we, we were good there. But uh, I'm being as ultra careful as I uh, as I possibly can because it not only affects me, but my family and my livelihood and all that kind of stuff. So I want to be safe. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, Tim, it's great talking to you. At some point, you know, down the road, we'll do this again. I, I think it's uh, it's a lot of fun. You just got it's a unique life. It's a, it's a unique job and really cool stories to tell. Hey, happy to, happy to do it. Thanks for having me on. Tim, take care. He's the he's the public address voice of the Chicago Bears, the Fighting Illini men, the Fighting Illini women, the Indiana Pacers, and the Chicago Fire Soccer team. Tim All Sinclair, uh, Scott Chapman knew him, was friends with him, asked if we'd be interested in having him. I was like, yeah, that'd be a cool interview. That had to be cool for you too, because this Thanks is what Scott. you do. Yeah, it just makes me jealous. Because yeah. like, I've always been like, well, I can't make any money in that business. <laughs> Apparently, you can. Apparently, you can take care of your family by yelling I sh- over I sh- the I microphone. Just, I should have just. I don't even know. Being a fan I, I with a microphone. Learn yeah. how to send off tapes. I do remember when Illinois was looking for one. Mm-hmm. Did you send off something? No. No? No. You're a diehard Decatur. We need you here. We need your voice here. Well, I still could have gone over there and done the basketball game. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun. Do you even remember me announcing your game? Yeah, I re- that's how I remember you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was friends with the family, too. I don't know. Yeah, well, quite okay. naturally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. you beat us in a Gus Mac. I didn't like you at that particular yeah. point in time, but however. Well, get better. <laughs> <laughs> I went on to get blocked by a guy whose butt later hit me in the head. <laughs> Never forget that. Sweaty buddy. Yeah. No, he, he, he like, he was, he drove, he, he like jumped past me, blocked mm-hmm. me, hit me in the side of the head, went out of bounds. And I go, was that your butt that just hit me in the head? And he just laughs. I go, man, what am I, how am I supposed to get a shot off around this guy? Yeah. That's tough. That was a good interview. That was fun. I'm Sinclair. Uh, that was in the, that's also, it's in the press box, but we all, we're going to call it in the, in the locker room, courtesy mm-hmm. of Brink Cotter Realtors. And, uh, you can find that interview a lot of places in our hourly updates and our regular, uh, Eric Lee show interviews, but definitely any of our sports linked interviews are, are, uh, you're, you're able to find them, uh, on the section just called inside the locker room, courtesy mm-hmm. of Brink Cotter Realtors. That's at nowdecator.com. We'll have it all loaded up. Tim Sinclair, voice of many. Yeah. Adenola Adonisi. There was all, I got to do like one or two games the year, my senior year. I think mm-hmm. I did two games. And one was a blowout, and there were like seven Michael Wilder dunks. Oh, my God. With Matt Toon or somebody. How did you say that? How did you say Mike Wilder? <laughs> I just screamed his name. I, it, honestly, <laughs> the, the, when, when, it, when the gym is that loud, it doesn't matter. Right. I did a few because yeah. I did a few turkey tournament games. I, I, I did the turkey tournament when Mount Zion won it. But I got to, I got to, I got to turkey tournament announced Sean Livingston, Andre mm-hmm. Iguodala, mm-hmm. Rich McBride. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, all the, the Mount Zion championship team with Plank and McCollum and mm-hmm. Sams and the Yelovichs and, uh, you know, obviously the Stephen Decatur, MacArthur, Eisenhower teams, you know, that, that were going to that. I'm just trying to think of who else went, uh, but, but multiple NBA players, just yeah. Livingston and, yeah. and Iguodala. Yep. Iguodala was fun to say because mm-hmm. it was, I remember when it was a new name because I think he may have moved here his, his junior, his sophomore year. I don't think, I don't, sophomore or junior year, I don't remember. I don't remember his name before that. Right. And right. then suddenly this dude was going to Arkansas. Right. And Arizona. You know, Nolan Richardson got fired at Arkansas, so he ends up going to Arizona instead. Mm-hmm. It's probably way better. Yeah. Or do I have that backwards? No, he was going to Arkansas. He went to Arizona for a year. Right? And I just agree with you because I, I just feel like you know this stuff. I'm pretty sure he was going to Arkansas. Nolan Richardson got fired. He pulled his commitment with Arizona. Right. But he only was only there, I think, a year and then went pro. That worked out. Yeah. NBA Finals MVP. Yeah. Now it's time to shave that head, though, Andre. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> and LeBron, if you're listening. 58 and counting. We're going to wrap up the hour as yeah. uh, as we go to break. 
Uh, we're just going to take it as a normal time. We're actually going to play the stories and everything here at, at normal time. We'll get away to, away at a normal time. We'll catch you up uh, in the second hour on weather. Uh, but more to come. Hour two, when we come back, uh, we, we buckle down. A little more serious of a conversation, I mm-hmm. think. David Masiotra, we think that's how he says his last name, but the author of the book, I Am Somebody, Why Jesse Jackson Matters. That's next. We're everywhere you are. WSOY Decatur, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at nowdecatur.com. This is Shiler with your stories now. Hickory Point Bank is hosting Walk for Hunger this weekend with some of the proceeds benefiting the WSOY Community Food Drive. The walk will take place at 1 p.m. at Nelson Park, but participants can take part by choosing their own route. Though the walk is taking place after the food drive, funds will still be added to the overall total. The food drive this year raised over $600,000, which equals 3 million pounds of food. Complete the sign-up form available at nowdecator.com. The Illinois Department of Public Health announced 4,015 newly confirmed cases of coronavirus disease in Illinois, including 53 additional confirmed deaths. Macon County officials reported 88 newly confirmed cases, bringing the total number of cases in Macon County to 2,000. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.